spirit of broadcast worldwide. You've discovered TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. And now, back to David Spada and Elliot Harris for more sports and torts on TalkZone.com. Elliot, it's very interesting, these comments that Ashley Lobel's making, some of the stuff she's been involved with, the oh. golf, the honey bear, I mean, the, not the honey bears, ice the crew. ice crew. You got honey bears on my head. How, I, like, I can't blame you. I, I, got, mean, I got shoveling in my driveway on my mind. So does Ty McDonald, who's going to be on in a short while. He was shoveling yesterday. The guy's really? in the 70s, and he's out there shoveling. What is this nude hippo, though? I keep hearing about this. It's a television show. It's on... Uh, NBC on, on their digital channels. It's a, a fun show where they do goofy stuff. They have a team of, of people. Ashley's part of that team. Uh, Bill McCormick, who helped me with my website, ElliotHarris.com, helped put that together. He's the guy that runs JayTheJoke.com, which is an, a fun sports website. And uh, they have a cast of characters, and they just go out and do goofy stuff. People don't realize you're drawing power. You told me you get 25,000 hits a day on ElliotHarris.com. Well, that was when we talked a while back. Now it's up to 35,000 a day. So we're, we're, somebody's out there. Thank you. Okay. If you could go to ElliotHarris.com, go to InjuryInIllinois.com, my website. I'll take a tenth of those people going to my website hiring me. Yeah, but you get business that way. Exactly. You, you know, you have people walking through the door in cyberspace. And if people want to sponsor... Again, sports and torts, we're available. Go to my Facebook, Elliot Harris. Go to David Spada's Facebook. Go to InjuryInIllinois.com. We're all over the place. And who knows? We might be on Fox soon, too. But we're not leaving talks on. I love this nah. format. I love this studio. I love Dave. I guess you could not only listen to us, you could watch your videos somehow on Talk Zone. I'll figure it out one day how you do it. When you're on their website, I'm not that great with technology. I have enough trouble Twittering well, and Facebooking. When you're watching it, make sure you're not driving at the same time. Yeah. Because then we would have injury in Illinois. Then you'll be calling me. Again, do not text while driving. I tend to do it, and I know I've got to stop. It's not good. What, what's the penalty for that these days? It's a moving violation. I'll write you a ticket. Really? And now the law's changed. Elliot, don't go 30 over. It's a misdemeanor now. It used to be 40 over. Now they lowered it to 30 January 1st. Really? So don't go speeding around in your uh, Lamborghini or whatever you're driving nowadays. Uh, the Yugo? The used Yugo? The Ford Escort? Our producer is laughing behind the glass. Okay. Let's get to what the people want to hear and see. Let's go well, back we're, to... We're talking work here and what you do for work, what I do for work. You enjoy what you do. I enjoy what I do. And Ashley enjoys what her day job is, and she's going to tell us all about it. Okay, we're back with Ashley Lobo, who by night, who knows what she is, but by day, you are a matchmaker. Yes. Like Millionaire Matchmaker, that TV show? Very similar, but only better. I am a director of client relations for Selective Search, and we are a high-end matchmaking firm. And was, was that seductive search or selective <laughs> no, search? Selective. Oh, okay. My hearing isn't what it should be. But um, basically, my clients are all either in New York or Boston, the East Coast, and I interview the men and the women and make the best possible matches. Okay. Now, who do you match them with? Um, I met the men are our clients, 
and they retain us. And so I match them with women that register with our company, or we often go to events and we will scout out and handpick women for our clients. Oh. So it's very selective, very hands-on. Definitely yeah, hands not. On, hands on the women? Wait a second. <laughs> not in that way. Oh, not no? Way. No. Oh, hands off the women. Okay. Yes. Okay. We'll leave that for them to do once they become in a serious relationship. A committed relationship. A committed relationship, and they can do whatever they want. But until then. So you're not mean like that woman on TV. No, I'm much nicer. But we do give feedback if they need feedback and help them coach them along the way. Now, do you ever get athletes coming in looking? They, prob- they probably don't need help. <laughs> Not typically, but every once in a while, you know, we have clients that range from every type of profession to athletes or people that are super athletic. Now, do your clients tend to be older or younger? They really span the age brackets. I mean, my youngest client that I've had was 27, and then my oldest client, he is 72, so... No matter what he, he age was just you looking, are, he was just looking for hot up. babes, right? No, they're looking for the real thing, actually. So you'd be surprised. I would. There's a lid for every pot. Well, we'll have to check it out. I mean, I'm not going to check it out myself. You're no, no, I don't think my wife would approve. Maybe she would. I don't know. That was incredible, Elliot. Snow, let's see. We're talk, we talked to Ashley, or you talked to Ashley Lobel about her dating service that she's a part of. Let's go from one beautiful person to another beautiful person, a gentleman who played at Oklahoma for college, who played in the NFL for the Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, Los Angeles Rams, Atlanta Falcons, and Cleveland Browns, a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, a guy who was out shoveling all day yesterday, Tommy <laughs> McDonald. How you doing, Tommy? <laughs> You must have been a little angel watching me or something like that. That was terrific. Yeah, I I tell you, I'm just doing just great thanks to the good Lord. What are you doing shoveling? I'm shoveling snow. I didn't think it was sand. (laughs) Um, How much snow did you have? Where are you? Oh, boy. Well, I'm in King of, right outside of Philadelphia. I'm in King of Prussia and everything. So, um... We have had a big snowstorm here. We had like uh, eight inches of snow, and uh, <laughs> I'm ready to move back to Albuquerque, New Mexico, where I'm originally from. <laughs> this is too much. This white stuff I got, has got to go. Tommy, David Spada, we've talked over several times over the last week. I love talking to you. Yeah. You played... For the Cowboys, Rams, again, like I said, Falcons, Browns, and Eagles, you played with some of the greatest defensive ends of all time. Bob Lilly, Merlin Olsen. Yeah. Who was the best? We've gone back and forth about this. I've heard Gino Marchetti, who of the Colts, was the best. I've heard Bob Lilly. I've heard Deacon Jones. Deacon said he was the best. We had Bruce Smith on. He said he was the best. Who do you think was the best defensive end of all time? And you played with several of them. Hey, you know what? I'll take any of them. I don't care who's the best. Uh, I'll take any of them. Tommy, this is Elliot Harris. How are you? I am fa- absolutely fantastic. Thanks, thanks to good Lord. Okay. Now you played with some pretty good quarterbacks. Who who was your favorite one you had throwing the ball to you? If, if you had a favorite? No. Uh, Van Brocklin, Sonny Jurgensen, Roman Gabriel. Yeah, gosh, I, I was blessed 
absolutely blessed by him. I've just been in the right spot at the right time, thanks to the good Lord. He just let me be in the right place at the right time, because, you know, God is my quarterback. What made every, you successful? Every, every day every day is game day in life, and <laughs> I'm on God's team. What made you successful? Were you a speed receiver, a possession receiver, or did you do everything? Well, uh, I, I would say a little bit of a combination of both, because... Uh, uh, I had God gave me good speed. He gave me good hands and everything like that because I, I, my dad was electrician and my dad used to have me put in outlets and things like that. And I used to squeeze uh, clay to make my fingers strong and it really strengthened them up in there. And I was really lucky because that made my fingers and hands really strong because Sports Illustrated put me on the front cover of their uh, Sports Illustrated in 1962 of having football's best hands, and I'm only 5'9". <laughs> yeah, they, they wouldn't find you in today's NFL, you're so small. <laughs> That's exactly right. They probably think, go away, you're too small, you're too small, Tommy. <laughs> but uh, I remember you back in the days, and as a receiver with the Eagles, huh? I'm old enough to remember that, and the, the image I have of Tommy McDonald is always being open. It, yeah. did, it didn't seem like there was a defensive back within, say, five yards of you on any route that you ran. That, that, that's about right. Uh, it, it was like one or two steps behind me or three steps, something like that. But uh, there, there, if there's one good thing, I was born on a farm in Roy, New Mexico. Old McDonald had a farm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... and my dad studied electricity through books and stuff like that, and he, uh, we moved from Roy, New Mexico, over to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and he opened up a McDonald Electric uh, office over there. Well, they had a newspaper over there and a television sets and all that sort of jazz. So if there's another thing that God gave me was speed, because I won the 100-yard dash and the 220-yard dash when I was in high school. And I, uh, Oklahoma, I got a scholarship to Oklahoma, the University of, cause I, I, I went to SMU, looked their school over, uh, the T, uh, Texas, I looked their school over, uh, Texas, uh, Christian, I looked their, uh, school over. And I decided on Oklahoma because Bud Wilkerson said something to me that really hit home with me. Now, Tom, if you're just coming here for football, I don't want you to come. I want you to come here to get an education because education is going to last you for the rest of your life. Football is only going to last you for four years. And I got to thinking, none of those other coaches were thinking about the other four, the four years, but they weren't thinking about what happened to me afterwards. So I'm thinking, I'm going there. What a beautiful decision that was because Lo and behold, I went to Oklahoma. I went all through college, and we never lost a game. Well, what was that like? I mean, that that was the day when Bud Wilkinson's teams were oh. far and away oh, better than anything you yeah, see we nowadays. Won, we won 10 games my sophomore year, 10 games my junior year, 10 games my senior year. I made All-American at halfback. That was a halfback position. And we even played Notre, we played Notre Dame. We beat Notre Dame 40 to nothing. Paul Horning was even on that team. Who was the coach? Was it Eric Parsegan back then? Uh, I'm not sure who it was. Or Leahy, uh, one of them? Leahy, I probably. Don't know. I'll tell but, you what, you have good hands. You've talked about that. 
I saw a picture on the internet of you when you got inducted in the Hall of Fame. It looked like the head came off your bust. Did you catch it or did it go to the ground? Did your good hands come in handy that day? <laughs> no, no I, I caught it. I caught it. Everybody almost fainted. And in fact, that thing was a lot heavier than I thought it was because I threw it up in the air. Why did you throw it up in the air? It's not a football. <laughs> He's a receiver. What do you want wanted, him to do? Well, they put me on the... Front cover of Sports Illustrated having football's best hands, so I thought I better prove to people that I did have the best hands. So <laughs> I wanted to prove it. In fact, I, I can't get over me even getting in the Hall of Fame because, you know, with me only being 5'9 and everything, uh, who, who would want me in the Hall of Fame or anything like that? But uh, God bless me with good hands and speed and everything like that. Because nowadays, you, you, if somebody, uh, takes a look at you, you're only 5'9", they don't even want to give you a scholarship to college. They'll say, oh, you're too little, you're too small, you've got to be 6'2", or 6'1", or something like that. But lo and behold, I, I was able to do that, and, and by, with Oklahoma, now, when it went with me being there, the Eagles drafted me, and I came up here to the Eagles, and a receiver broke his arm my rookie year, 1957, in the very first game, and they put me out there to see how I could do, and I scored two touchdowns. So they said, Tommy, your halfback days are over with. You're going to be a receiver now on, from now on. So that was really great. And and lo and behold, it's that, it's just God has just let me be in the right place at the right team. I'm very big on God because uh, he's my quarterback every day. Every day's game day in life. You're either on God's team or the devil's team. That's what Chuck Benarek says. He goes to church every day. But you know what? I think he's got a couple screws loose because he wants Kathy Lee Gifford's head. He said she called him a pasta head for what he did to Frank Gifford back in the day when he hurt him during a game, put him out of the league. And she goes, he goes, I'm not even Italian. I want her head. I want to push her. Is he nuts? Well, hey, I tell you one thing. I wouldn't want to be hit by number 60, old Chuck Bittnerick myself. <laughs> I, I, he, he's just something else, that guy is. But I, I, I just, I, I just, the good Lord has just let me be in the right place at the right time because I, I got out, like I say, I got out of Roy, New Mexico, over to Albuquerque, New Mexico. I got out of this publicity because there's Hugh Hackett was the coach over there, and that was the, he was in a single-wing defense and the, with my speed and everything like that. That was just really great for me. So I got all these, about five scholarships offered to me from uh, colleges and stuff like that, SMU, TCU, Texas, and Oklahoma, and, and Colorado. So You know what? The Eagles could use you now. They've got all these speed receivers. You'd fit right in with Deshaun Jackson, Macklin. What do you think you about that? what? You just gave me an idea. I'm going to make a comeback. All right. <laughs> no, I'm a little old. I'm 76 now. What do you think of the the current Eagles? Oh, they're fantastic. I, I love Vic as a quarterback. I would love to be playing as Vic. I have two great quarterbacks, Jurgensen and, and Van Brocklin. Are you kidding me? Wow. You talk about the timing. It was really great being there with them and all that sort of jazz. But, but we won the 1960 championship and everything against Green Bay, Vince Lombardi, you know, Bart Starr and all those guys. But what do you think about Michael Vick? I mean, he had the whole controversy with the dogs and everything. Now they got to choose between Vick and Kolb as their quarterback. What would you do if you were running the Eagles? Oh, I, I'd take I'd take Vic. I, uh, hey, everybody makes a mistake in life. Nobody's perfect. I mean, Vic made a mistake. 
So nobody's perfect. But I would take Vic, and and I'm telling you, I would love to be playing with with him today because uh, he is a good little quarterback. He really is. But what makes him so good? Is it his arm strength? Is it his speed? Or could he do everything? His ambition, his his desire. That's what makes him so good. And 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 I I just I I just really root for him. I really do. I I would I would love to be on the team with him. I, in fact, I, come to think of it, I may make a comeback <laughs> since you've been talking to me. <laughs> well, you know, the shuffling will get you in shape. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, I'm in shape. I'm only 176 pounds or anything like that, and all that sort of jazz. But uh, uh, hey, and I I tell you, I you, Mike Ditka. I love that guy. I would love to be on his team. I would love for him to be able to coach me. Jiminy Christmas, what a what a desire that guy has. And I'm so glad he got into the Hall of Fame, too. He, be, he In fact, he even beat me in the Hall of Fame. He got in 1998, I, I mean 1988, he beat me by 10 years, 1998. But wait, your stats were incredible for that time. You retired with 8,400 yards. Look at all the touchdowns. touchdowns. I mean, you did it all. Oh, well, I, I know, but but he did get gotten because of his coaching well, I, with the Bears. There's one. There's one good thing that, that that God gave me, and that was uh, good judgment of of catching the ball and stuff like that, and everything like that. And then He made me smart and made me squeeze clay and stuff like that to make my hands strong and everything like that. So. That's what really helped me, and that's that's why Sports Illustrated put me on the front cover of uh, Sports Illustrated. That was for your looks. I thought you were in the swimsuit edition. Okay, now, now, if you're so smart, how come you're the last non-kicker to play in the NFL without a face mask? Because I didn't want that bar to be in front of my face uh, for, for my eyes and stuff. I wanted to be able to see very clear of what that when that ball was coming into my hands and everything like that. But I really... I, the, I played uh, seven years for the Eagles, and then I got traded to the Dallas Cowboys, and that was that wasn't really good. So, I, I after uh, they didn't really throw the ball an awful lot, even though they had Don Meredith there. And so I told Landry after the season was over, says, "Coach, I'm out of here because you, you you run the ball all the time. You, you, I'm a receiver. I want to be involved a little bit in the game. I'd like to have one or two catches a game." Tommy, I no. want to thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure talking to you. But we got to get to our next guest after the break, Sam Huff, because I'm afraid of Sam Huff. He might put a hit on me if we don't get to him. <laughs> hey, you darn tootin' he would. Sam Huff is a super guy also. he is He's a great guy. Do you tell him you were talking with me. We will. Thank and, you again. And tell him. And tell him. I, I didn't like to play against them because I, I was afraid I'd get hit by him. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again, Tommy. Go back to shoveling or no, doing... No, don't take it. Stay inside. Don't shovel. It'll melt. <laughs> David, thank you. Thank you for letting me be on, buddy. Thank you for coming on. You're listening to Sports and Torts. I'm David Spada with Elliot Harris. We'll be back in a moment. 